0: Shut up, and sit down. Welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book, movies, and TV shows approached from every angle and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to non-fiction. I'm your comic cultured host, Michael Maurer, Joined by the movie maestro James schuyler Houtzma, And the scientific scholar Nobody Chirp, 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 chirp sh- sh. SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast Every week we continue our journey Exploring our favorite subject, superhero movies Every fan sees the movies differently So we gather some amateur experts To discuss certain aspects
1: of the movie Whether it's money, comic books, music, science, or whiny main characters, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode.
0: Hi, I'm Danny Rand. I've uh, been away a long time.
1: Let's go, you don't belong here. Uh, I'm Danny Rand. Guys, I just want to talk. Hey!
0: Welcome to Rand I left here 10 years old in a jet with my parents.
1: I became the lone survivor. Danny Rand, back from the dead.
0: Why has he waited this long to show up? How the hell did he learn martial arts? Where'd you train? Kun My father instilled in me a love and respect for this
1: company that has never faded.
0: This is my home. Rand is
1: my company. This city is no place for Danny Rand. We put in practice and discipline. No giving up. No giving in. Danny, what happened to you? Why are you really back here?
0: Some bad people have gotten on the inside. Criminals. I know what they are, but they can do. To fight them, we need someone with special skills. I've been training my whole life for this. This is my destiny.
1: Iron Fist Season 1.
0: And yes, there will be spoilers. And hope there will be no more than one season. Dear God. Oh! (laughs) First opinions right out of the gate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, I guess... Before we dive right into that, we're we it's
0: just it's just us two tonight. Yes, it's Skylar and Michael show. We're back to the roots, baby. <sighs> the early days. It's it's a busy time for everyone, really. Um we I mean, Ben's going to a siblings graduation. Uh Twitter Tom is busy having his second kid.
1: Which you know, priorities here, people. Yeah, I mean, Come on, Tom. She's only five
0: centimeters dilated. <laughs> Uh, and uh, um, Grants in India I don't need this trash uh, <laughs> I'm so done with everyone On this show right now Run it all by myself I don't even need you Piece of shit Now I'm just mad I'm sorry I'm, no, take, I'm taking all my hate out on you I'm just so it's angry okay. I'm angry because I sat through 13 hours Of this show And there's nothing happy to show for it I can usually say something good about any show. Iron Fist was so boring. I have nothing to say positively about this show. Except for, oh, 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 I'm going to glean it out. I'm going to glean it out. The Meacham family side plot was the most entertaining aspect of the show. That's about it. That's like, nothing about Iron Fist entertained me. Nothing about Colleen Wing um eh, a little about colleen she at least was an actually fleshed out character uh right god the the best moment of the, uh, the best fight scene came at what episode 12 the only entertaining fight scene between iron fist and davos
1: that's right that and the uh season was almost done with at that point
0: and it was like i didn't nothing else was fun Oh, I don't... Yeah. Ugh, whatever. Skyward, I mean, do you have a, a lot of words? I think I'm going to have to gather myself for a second round of <laughs> shit-slinging. Oh, no.
1: we. <laughs> this entire episode is going to be a first opinions at some point or another. But I remember talking way back in the early days of this show when Daredevil had first come out and they announced their plans for all the Netflix shows. And I was like, why are they making an Iron Fist show? They should just do – scrap that, do The Punisher, or maybe Ghost Rider or something Moon like that. Moon Knight. Right. And you, and you were like, no, 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 we need an Iron Fist show. I – and
0: I – no. Iron Fist can be done well, easily. Oh, yeah. It's – there's so – like, it's literally just Daredevil with more kung fu. I mean <laughs> – Which and, we'll get to. Yeah, but. and more magic. And you just needed to go weirder. They kept everything so grounded. And I was like, this is your only show where you get to integrate the mystical element at its most. Like, Lucas, Luke Cage is your grounded show. That is the mm-hmm. streets of Harlem at their worst. Like, that is crime. He is there down digging deep, fighting gangs. That is Luke Cage. Daredevil is off fighting the mob bosses, so, like, he's got organized and, like, colorful character, crime characters. And Jessica Jones is your psychological thriller, okay? And now you've got Iron Fist. This is your mystical action shebang, all right? This dude's fist glows when he punches things, all right? He's got a tattoo of a dragon on his chest. He went to a mystical city that only appears every 10 years. Come on, there's some cool shit there.
1: I I never thought it possible, but one of the main complaints about Iron Fist is he just does not use the Iron Fist very often. And when like, he does, it's lame. It's so lame. Um, but, no, I just... Uh, you're talking about how sh- boring this show is, and it's like, yeah, there's 13 hours with about maybe two hours, if you you know hemmed and hawed here and there, about of interesting content, and... It can really just all be laid down at the showrunner's feet, Scott Buck, who has done <laughs> um, uh, Dexter previously, and will be doing uh, Marvel's Inhuman series coming up later this year. If you want to lose all hope in humanity, uh, but the writing is just so subpar, and I, the action. Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Uh, it's no. I mean, like, normally you might be able to pinpoint something such as, like, in Daredevil Season 2, that writing, it got a little mystical and it got a little convoluted and so forth. But, I mean, like, the action still stayed solid, I'd say, uh, in Season 2, especially the fights between Daredevil and Punisher. Like, all that shit was awesome. Uh, the Like, the br- brutality of the Punisher was great. Um, and it, maybe some of the... Acting and Luke Cage got a little here and there, right? But I mean, they were experimenting a lot with that show. At least you never knew what to expect. When you, when you open up a new episode, you're like, they're going to do another weird thing with the setup where they're going to put Mashadi Ali in front of. Uh, with the, they're going to picture him so he's got Biggie Smalls' crown behind him. And, you know, there's going to be kind of like an artistic shot. Like, even though what he's saying is completely boring, but at the same time, you're like, well, at least they're trying to like, get me engaged in the show. Iron Fist pays no attention to innovation whatsoever
1: there's nothing that jumps out about this show it's a show with you know very point and shoot kind of filmmaking the writing is basically just get it onto the set by the day it's due uh the main character is so
0: unrelatable uh,
1: unrelatable uh just not fleshed out at all and frequently annoying yeah you were talking about how um daredevil was you know we're talking about like daredevil with more martial arts the action scenes in the show don't even come close to scraping the surface of some of the things that both seasons of daredevil have done so far and it's a martial arts show yes what, what is happening
0: okay so, like in Daredevil, every character had their own distinct fighting style. It was kind of cool to see, because yes. um, like, like, like you would see Punisher, and he always squared up like a boxer. You know, um, his his foot stance was always very solid, and his his punches were heavy. You saw Daredevil line up, and his foot stamp was very light. He sort of would, you know, he swayed a lot in his movement. Um, and then, like like Electra uh, would use a lot of a lot of uh, very quick movements, very quick jabs. Like everybody was different, very specifically different. Um, in in Iron Fist, everybody has the same martial art style except for one character, the Drunken Master. <laughs> oh uh, yes, that's uh, right. Way Way Fang Hung or something. I forget the name of um, the actual Drunken Master legend. But, like, he's clearly a a pull off that. Um, And, like... That's right. That was one of two entertaining fight scenes. And even that wasn't even the greatest. Uh, That came in the the, the show's worst episode, too. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean... uh, Yeah. Ugh. 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 Gosh. And I just... I just wanted... I wanted it to get weird. All right. I wanted to not know what was coming and I saw what was coming every single time. And I was like, and then when they introduced good hand, bad hand and like Bakudo and I'm being like, whoa, is there a section of the hand that's trying to reclaim like being good? You know, like, like the evil hand took, took that name away from them. And they're just like, no, we're just teaching a bunch of kids. You know, we're trying to maintain the goodness. And they're like, no, we're actually evil too.
1: Fuck. Great. I'm glad we could get to this point.
0: Yeah, great. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad that everyone's a stupid villain. And the conflicts between Danny and Meacham, or uh, Rand Industries, um, or Incorporated, I forget, I I don't even know the name of the fucking business, but when they put him on the table, all right, because they're like, he's the rightful owner, and they put him as a seat, as a shareholder, and then he does all this altruistic shit, I'm like, okay, I get how it's, okay, I had such problems with this because they say lines like, that's not how business works, and they're fucking right, (laughs) it's not, (laughs) but then they throw it back on them by saying, like, these corporate people have been dicks the whole time, have been, like, stealing and embezzling money, um, or just ward really. And and it's like come on, like there should be an actual conflict here because Danny cannot keep doing this and expect to make money because like, he will literally bankrupt the company if he gives it all away. I'm not I'm not saying like corporate greed is great, but you know in, in Gordon Gecko, greed is good. You gotta like money needs to flow in order for things to happen, and you can't just give it all away. Uh, That's not how
1: writing works.
0: That's not how economy works. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, I just got very upset with that. Because it just felt like an attack on corporate America. And I'm like, yeah, corporate America is shit. It definitely is. But you need to keep in mind that it keeps you employed. All right? (laughs) Without corporate America, nobody has a job.
1: Look. As far as I'm concerned, they didn't take the, the attacks on corporate America far enough or vicious enough. They just didn't do them well.
0: Yeah, that's that's the best probably way to do it is they were just really just like 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 shit slings, and it's like could you could create a well crafted argument here, please?
1: Right, it's just the same old thing. Like, oh, you Toby works, and it's like yes, we've seen this a thousand times. Just like every other part of this show.
0: Uh, okay. So, excuse me for <laughs> expunging my views <laughs> in the middle of the show. How dare you? Yeah, call me Rush Limbaugh. Uh, <laughs> don't call me that. No, thank you. Um, so, are we moving on to money stats? Um, I guess we
1: can, for however brief that's going to be, and it'll probably turn into more first opinions. But um, it's
0: sure. Uh, it's
1: it's a Netflix show. If you want to get an idea of the budget for this show, in episode eight, they go to quote-unquote China, which literally looks just like this, any other uh, warehouse district down the street from when they were shooting.
0: They just went to the CW set and said, hey, can we borrow one of your abandoned warehouses?
1: Stephen Amell, get out of here. Get. (laughs) Get. Leave. (laughs) Shoot.
0: (laughs) You're hilarious, but never funny on the show. I don't get it. All right. Um... (laughs) Uh, and uh, so Netflix doesn't have—they don't reveal subscriber viewership numbers. All right, they just, especially not for their original series. Um, that's like a policy they have. So Modern America. Uh, but you know <laughs> what is it? This this Wikipedia article has on Parrot Analytics calculating some stats saying that it was like the most binged watched Marvel Netflix show at its premiere. Right, like it had the most out of the gate watt views, um, compared to like Luke Cage and uh, I think the first second season of Daredevil. Um, but then, like within six weeks, it had the highest drop off period. Within a week. but
1: then people watched
0: it. Yeah, like they like described it as uh, some people started to binge watch it over the weekend and then just never came back. <laughs> I
1: wonder why.
0: I you know I watched that first episode and I didn't watch it again. I didn't pick up the show again for another 2 months cuz so I was like, "Oh, yeah. I don't need this. No thank you. This didn't draw me in at all." Nope. Um
1: if before uh, Netflix switched over to its basically thumbs up or down system, this show came out back when it had the 5-star rating system, um very similar to the viewership Started off in its first weekend at you know five stars, and then watching it over the next couple of weeks, just down, down, <laughs> down. Rock Lobster, boom, 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 boom. boom, 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 boom. <laughs>
0: yeah, it it went away. <laughs> oh gosh, what's Rotten Tomatoes got it at? Seventeen percent.
1: Seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yay! Which, which you know, as we know, doesn't mean it's a you know, quality meter. It's not seventeen percent of a out of a hundred, but yeah. just that seventeen percent of critics gave uh, said, uh gave favorable
0: reviews to it. Yeah, I could say seventeen like, percent of this show was good. That's a fair number in my eyes. That's yeah. Let's let's go with that. Mm-hmm. I would definitely watch seventeen percent of this show.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, if you dilute this down to seventeen percent of its show.
0: Mm-hmm. it would probably be pretty good. All right. Let's move on to the comic book characters. <sighs> Here we go. We're going to dwindle out a whole TV's worth of comic book characters. Yo. And I have not read a single Iron Fist comic book. All right? Really? And he's huh. not really in too many, especially not since, like, two once once he joined the Avengers, he was in a lot more, but his standalones <laughs> never really lasted that long. Um,
1: no, they actually um, cut his series short due to dwindling sales, and then paired him up with Luke Cage and Power Man and Iron Fist, and thus history was made. Yeah, best friends. Forever. We actually, right? We actually got a copy in just yesterday at the store of Iron Fist number one. It's hanging up on the wall right now at seventy five dollars.
0: Oh well, that's yeah. I don't know. All right. Um let's start with Bakudo. Uh premiered in Daredevil 505 2010, Andy Dingle, Andy Diggle, <laughs> Dingle, <laughs> Anthony Johnston and Marco I'm gonna ch- Ciccetto. I'm going to check Chichchetto. I'm going to guess Ciccetto. Uh so Bakudo, you sure. know, it's is the leader of the quote-unquote Good Hand. Um and in Japanese his name means gambler. He is literally in 3 issues of daredevil he's a top hand officer in south america and dies in his thir- third appearance <gasps> spoilers so i mean he is like they literally just like take a name give him a completely different story so yeah. moving along to ward meachum marvel premiere number 19 1974 help me out here doug mench. mench it's mench right it is mench not menick okay uh doug mench and larry hama Okay, what a weird comic book counterpart. So first, Ward is the brother of Harold Meacham, an uncle to Joy, instead of being, of course, a son. He becomes CEO of Rand Meacham Enterprises after Harold is murdered by a member of the Hand, uh, an assassin under the direction of Master Khan, bel- which is a, a top Hand official again. Uh, believing the murderer to be Iron Fist, he hires villains to take down Danny, including giving shades. Remember him from uh mm. from Luke Cage? Uh he gives him his I beam shooting visor. Uh needless to say it didn't work out and he ended up in jail. Uh here's a weird arc though. Sometime after Ward uh sometime after Ward Ward <laughs> uh yeah. conspires yeah. with a Fantastic Four villain, the Super Scroll, to take over the Earth. In return. He asks for not power, not wealth, but to be promised the hand of the most beautiful woman in the galaxy. What? Hmm. Someone told him that concepts of beauty vary differently. Duh. Uh, <laughs> experience some cognitive dissonance. Uh, he betrays the superscroll, who then lights him on fire and kills him. I
1: can't wait for this to play out in real life.
0: <laughs> I, I would love that. Uh Joy Meacham, Marvel Premiere number 18 uh, 1974 Doug Hama, believing Iron Fist to be the killer of her father. She went to great lengths to enact revenge. Mostly, one time she was kidnapped by a crime boss and held for ransom. I mean, she is the daughter of a very affluent company. Um, When Iron Fist came to rescue her, she asked the crime boss to kill him. He refused and she tried to do it herself. She came to realize that she didn't have the stomach and shortly after discovered the truth of her father's death and then became an ally to Iron Fist. So compelling. Yes. Kind of similar to what was happening in the show, though. Um, somewhat. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, next up, Howard Meacham, Marvel premiere number 15, 1974, Roy Thomas Gilcane. Howard was Wendell Rand's business partner at Rand Meacham Industries. A bit of a shady fellow, he was included on the trip when Wendell took his wife and child to attempt to show them Kunlun. Spoilers. Wendell had been to Kunlun before and tried to become the Iron Fist before opting out and leaving. So, possible season two arc? If there will be a season two? Uh, I don't think so. While hanging from a mountain cliff, because, like, Danny tripped and he took his mother and his father with him and they are all hanging from a mountain cliff but kind of separately Wendell in love with uh no I'm sorry Harold in love with Wendell's wife and seeing the opportunity to take over most of the company decided to not pull up Wendell Rand or kind of did and then let him drop to his death um And then after, you know, Danny and uh, I think Heather Duncan is the name of Wendell's wife um, or I guess Heather Rand. But she and Danny refuse help from Wendell at that or from Harold at that point and are like, you know, we're going to make it out on our own. Peace out. And so Wendell tries to brave the mountain passage on his own before. Dang it. Harold tries to. They're just so similar in sounds. I don't know why. Uh-oh. Also, Howard. Howard? Ah, not yeah. Harold. Howard. God damn it, right? See? Right. It's okay. Every time I said Harold, I meant Howard. <laughs> uh, Here we go. Yeah, well, Randall, uh, Wendell, Rand, Howard, Harold. They're all Lots very... Of... Yeah, a lot of phonetic diphthongs.
1: R, <laughs> L, <laughs> and Ds.
0: Yes. Uh, so, okay. Harold tries to do do that whole mountain passage thing on his own and kind of like the Himalayas before succumbing to harsh weather. He was rescued by some villagers who had to amputate his legs. Uh, he also overheard that Danny was taken in at Kunlun and became paranoid over the fact that 10 years from now, Danny will return to seek revenge on what Howard did to his father. So for 10 years, he set up death traps and hired assassins who laid in waiting for Danny's return. Wasn't enough, though. Danny still got into his self-made panic room, where at last, at the last moment, he decided not to kill um, Howard. And a member of the Hand did it instead, making it appear that Danny did it. Joy and Ward, revenge plots, follow. Of course. Let's move on. So compelling. Yes, we'll move on to, I mean, it's kind of a fun story overall. Um, all oh, the yeah. things that had to happen. Uh, let's move on to Davos an Iron Fist number 1, 1975, Chris Claremont, John Byrne. Davos was a native of Conlon. He actually trained with Wendell Rand during his 10 years in the Sacred City. Uh, they became the two final candidates to be chosen to face Lao, the Undying and attain the power of the Iron Fist. Davos failed and was exiled to Earth, where he built a life as a hired mercenary. Twenty years later, Danny becomes the Iron Fist and returns to Earth to avenge his father. Davos, now calling himself the Steel Serpent, then made his mission to steal away the power of the Iron Fist, which he actually managed to do a couple of times and even managed to hold on to it enough to use it to stage a coup, a short-lived coup of Kunlun under his rule. Uh, since then, he has sought redemption and has been tasked with guarding the egg that would grow into the next Xiao Lao, who is Undying, after all.
1: Hence there's, the name.
0: Yes, there's a character arc for you.
1: Yes, an actual legitimate character arc.
0: I mean, Davos might be one of the most interesting characters in the whole show.
1: Uh, <laughs> and he only has like three episodes. Exactly.
0: Uh, next up, Colleen Wing, Marvel premiere number 19, 1974. Doug Bench and Larry Hama. Colleen was born in Honshu, Japan. She was trained heavily in the ways of martial arts and the samurai by her father and grandfather until she became a skilled martial artist and all but mastered Kenjutsu, which I believe is the use of samurai swords. Um, oh. They heard word of the Iron Fist returning to the earthly plane, and she was ordered or tasked to go meet him. I'm guessing to further her skills in Kung Fu, uh, she crosses paths with him and they become fast friends. She allies with him on several adventures. On a visit to her uh, father, who was a professor at Columbia in New York City, she gets over her head in a gang fight. She is rescued by Officer Misty Knight, who would become her best friend and business partner as they founded a detective agency together. Many NYC crime-fighting adventures follow, and several run-ins with NYC street-level superheroes. She did not have a romantic relationship with Danny Rand, though. Danny's most famous relationship is his never-dying love for Misty Knight.
1: Which I do not see happening in the show anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would be kind of awkward, right? I mean... <sighs> he's he's just too whiny. <laughs> I, I, I don't see how that would click. I barely saw him and Colleen clicking um barely exactly uh yeah. there was just like a moment in the show where suddenly she's in love with him and i there was no like real growth of that because no. she like hated this dude right like when he first showed up she was like get the fuck away from me, you slimy hobo <sighs> <sighs> quit beating up Accurate. my students
1: <laughs> put some shoes on
0: <laughs> seriously and then, You're like, he, f- fungus. I think, I think it was like written that she would have to. I think there was supposed to be moments that were just underplayed by Finn Jones because the dude just isn't charming.
1: <laughs> I I really hope that under a different uh, showrunner, he'll be able to uh, break through a little
0: more. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, next up, we have Danny Rand, Marvel Premiere number 15, 1975, Roy Thomas, Gil Kane. At nine years old, Danny witnessed the death of both his parents, his father, of course, being betrayed by his business partner and left to plunge to his death, and his mother, who after rejecting, helping uh, the help to climb back onto the path by Howard, I wrote Harold everywhere, um, <laughs> her, her and Danny find a new way onto a magical bridge where they are, where where they are attacked by a pack of wolves. Danny's mom sacrifices herself to save Danny and dies before the archers of Kudlun arrive to fight off the wolves and take Danny in at nineteen. <clears throat> Danny defeats the dragon Shao Lao by using his oh you'll love this spoilers gang because <laughs> they should have definitely done this in the season one it's an origin story and they did not include Iron Fist fucking origin. Seriously. Okay, so how he fights the dragon, by the way, is he uses his body to cover what appears to be a dragon-shaped scar on Lao's chest that restricted the dragon from gaining life energy when it's covered up. Doing this like suffocated pretty much the dragon and so he just clinged on until the dragon died. But this burned a scar into Danny's chest, hence that dragon-shaped scar. It's actually a scar, not a tattoo. He then plunged his fist into the molten heart of the dragon and absorbed its power to become the Iron Fist. After his revenge plot on Harold uh, Howard Meacham, he started a career as a superhero vigilante in New York City, crossing paths with the likes of Luke Cage. Colleen Wing, and Misty Knight, whom he developed deep relationships with. Um, Iron Fist is also a product of the kung fu craze of the mid-1970s.
1: Albeit not the most culturally sensitive one. Uh,
0: Yeah, definitely a white savior archetype, but um, has evolved into something a bit more, I'd say. Uh it's good. it's good, it, good. Yeah, it's good to see that the characters sort of take on, take, you know, move move on from their <laughs> sort of racist beginnings. A lot of characters had racist beginnings. Luke
1: Cage did not have a good beginning. Let's just get that out there. Yeah,
0: and it's important that he sort of sticks around. And I guess I mean there aren't See here's the thing. Like there aren't any there aren't any like classic Marvel Asian American characters. Besides like Shang no, Chi might be the only one.
1: Um the the closest one that, you know, visually represents um an Asian character would be the submariner, but he's obviously not No, he's Atlantean. Asian. No, yeah. And then the next one you go down to is the Mandarin, and you just don't want no nope. you just don't want to get into that
0: no no. Nope. Okay, yeah. Shang Chi came about um a couple years before Iron Fist did. And he's the master of Kung Fu. Um, So. Okay. Like, he's the best, uh, probably Asian American, or not, well, strictly Chinese, uh, character that you're going to integrate if you're, you know, going for the whole cultural diversity thing. Um, And you know what? I think they might have even done better with a Shang-Chi television series versus an Iron Fist one. (laughs) But they needed to have Iron Fist because they had Luke Cage.
1: Right. Which. Yeah, my hope is that with the Defenders, they'll find a new, better groove with the pairing of Luke Cage and Iron Fist so that we're probably not ever getting an Iron Fist Season 2 just by the <laughs> the brutal, brutal reactions to the show, which are justified. But um, He'll more than likely
0: just end up in Luke Cage Season 2.
1: That's the best hope, I think. <laughs>
0: Alright, so I am done with comics. What's next? That means I get to do music
1: stuff. Uh, music for Iron Fist is done by composer Trevor Morris. He's uh, usually known for his film scores, uh, biggest of which would be the two National Treasure films. Ooh. So, ooh I remember 2004 and seven. <laughs> Um Oh, and also the Olympus has fallen slash London has fallen series. Okay. Um, and some of his television credits include the Tudors, the pillars of earth, the Borgias and Vikings. Okay. So he's pretty active in the film composer world. And for this one, uh, I'd say among the things in the show, it's definitely not something to label as a negative. It's not something that saved the show for sure, mm-hmm. but um you'd, I'd say he delivers a pretty solid um synth heavy uh, TV action score that you're it's not gonna set itself apart from a lot of TV action scores, but it gets the job done. Let's take a listen to the main titles.
0: This goes on record for being the most boring main title sequence of the MCU.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um and here's the thing. The music isn't necessarily bad. I just don't think it's a good exciting title sequence. Like I got amped for Luke Cage even though like I didn't like every episode. I loved that song they played. And you know the the the, the sepia shots of Harlem across his arm. Fantastic. Um, oh yeah. Uh, at least like Jessica Jones sort of ramped up at the end. That one probably had a, the most drag to it. And oh, Dare, so, Daredevil these crazy great.
1: noir shots. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like they're so artistic, and the music usually you know gets you excited for the show. Um, and this one, Iron Fist not artistic does not get you excited, and that's pretty much the uh, the feeling you get throughout the whole show. You know what if
0: okay here's the thing I loved that little in that intro thing of the little uh, like the grayish dude swirling around and you know doing kung fu. I just wish there would have been a bit more color to it. Um,
1: Oh yeah it's like black uh ink dude against a dark blue background.
0: Yeah. Woo. Yeah. It was it was really cool though, and it really matched up I think good enough with the music. I wanted more color and I wanted to actually expect kung fu in the show. And so like seeing that really like got my expectations up and then disappointed every time cuz that was the most action you got out of every episode was in the title sequence.
1: It's it's, it's so true though. It's so <laughs> tragically true
0: okay (laughs) you're right like nothing i don't know i don't think i like it enough (laughs) but i don't want to i don't think it's the composer's fault either
1: no i like i said just (laughs) lay it all on the feet of the showrunner because nothing about this screamed the work of someone who's like i'm interested in this No, no okay um next track might Lift your spirits a little bit. uh, Track his Unexpected Guests, and it's, I believe, in the fourth episode when the uh, triad tries to kidnap Joy, and we get the somehow least interesting hallway fight of the (laughs) MCTVU.
0: Now i'm picturing a way cooler action scene than what actually happened in that moment just because the music yeah. is 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 pretty good for that and it's mm-hmm. i think okay honestly the problem with the action scenes was composition and that's weird and that they were all slow
1: they were all slow they were very staged um and then they were you know, cut up more than they really should have been, so...
0: Like, okay, that composition was kind of... It was weird, because... So, they're, the hand's about to kidnap Joy, and their best exit is the elevator? Um, like, <laughs> these motherfuckers can grapple off of a building. Are you kidding me? They would have just oh. done that shit. They did that in Daredevil Season 2. This
1: wasn't the hand, remember. This was the triad, so they were the hatchet men.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh... Okay, so someone would have pulled the fucking emergency shit on the elevator, though, when they got off. They would not have waited for the elevator to come back. Um, right, And yes. then, so when, like, that setup happened, and they sort of zoomed out, and they showed the two dudes that Danny's going to have to face, I'm like, what is this, a, a video game level? Like, quick, before the time runs out, you have to reach the end of the, the hallway. And so you Finish have, him. Yeah, you either have to, like, bypass these dudes or, like, beat them up. Um, and then get past them. Um, oh my gosh! This oh, this this action—it was so obviously not Finn Jones doing the action scenes, and I just wanted it to be cool.
1: <laughs> I, it it should have been cool. It should have been the coolest, and it was so not, uh. so not. Um, but yeah, at least that explains his stupid hair in this show.
0: It does. What explains the stupid it, hair?
1: Oh, you're saying you're you could so obviously tell it wasn't Finn Jones, but oh, you know, like, sure. if the actor has a dumb wig on, then
0: mm. hey, but
1: there's an explanation other than they picked some really dumb hair for him to have.
0: They did pick some dumb hair for him to have.
1: <laughs> like that genuinely upset me in some episodes. It's like I should not be this upset by <laughs> hairstyling, but I am. This dude, because I'm an adult.
0: Like when he became. Like they should have been a. There should have been transformation of the character. He didn't move from any point A to point B. By the end of the movie, he was still like an angry, spoiled brat. Um, he
1: really was. He so was.
0: Like nothing oh. changed. He just killed the dude who was telling him that he was an angry, spoiled brat.
1: Seriously, ah, oh. god damn it! All right, uh, this show. Okay, well let's pick things up a little bit in one of the. I would say serviceable moments of the show. Um, it's not a score song, but it is uh come down by Anderson Pock, which they used at the end of, uh, I believe it was episode 12 when Danny and Colleen wing are doing
0: some morning in sync, something Tai Chi dude, that's, something a, other. That, that's Tai Chi. That's a, it's a, okay. It's a bit aggressive, but I'm pretty sure that's Tai Chi. Um, oh, okay. Well, So, you know, it's about channeling and getting your chi ready for the morning, right? And so it's about Mm -hmm. opening. It's kind of like, you know, the, um, uh, like a, like a Kung Fu version of yoga. Like you're opening up all your pathways. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now,
1: now I get it. And yeah, I mean, interesting song choice, but, um. I think it worked in the, the grand scheme of things.
0: It was just oddly placed because they were obviously on the run. So it was just weird to have this kind of relaxing... Uh, uh, like The only moment I genuinely believed that they had a relationship, though. Right,
1: so props for that, at least.
0: Yeah, well, let's hear this beautiful song that was played during... Hey. there was a genuine attempt to, like, mix kung fu with New York City hip-hop, I think that would have been a nice little, uh, like, it was a nice little pocket of a good theme that could have been explored.
1: Right, if this show had any, oh, I don't know, character or interesting aspect to it. But no, um, this was just one of those rare moments where it's like, oh, someone is having fun in making this, like yes they're they're trying new things here
0: even though you watch it Uh, like wow finn jones is terrible at tai chi like holy shit (laughs) his movements are not that rigid (laughs) it's like what are you doing (laughs) he honestly like and then like okay so when he did the palm thing and uh you could see jessica henwick's fingers were curled into Mm -hmm. sort of like a striking fist Uh, Like a striking palm um, kind of gesture. His were so much more relaxed and dainty. And I was like, "Um, I don't know how this works, but I think hers is better, or at least it works better to a guy that doesn't know anything. (laughs) It's it's funny, because
1: despite my best efforts, that's sometimes... The exact same thing I said about the acting in this show.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think I think hers is working better. I think she knows what she's doing. Yeah, Jessica Henwick seems to have a bit more experience, and therefore, like <laughs> shows in what appears to be rushed scenes of kung fu, um, and That's like right. she like recovers from them better because they're obviously not doing their own stunts. But like oh, she no. still holds a better stance when the camera's on her. Um, versus the guy who's literally the master of kung fu, and it's just, it just like, it's not believable. Like, you know, like, you look at, like, a guy like Keanu Reeves, right, in John Wick, and you went, look... Oh, and he He, he knows he, kung, kung fu. Yeah. He doesn't do... I mean, he might do a lot of stunts in John Wick, but, like, he is so well-trained in gun handling, it's insane. It is ridiculous. Like, he kills... 70 dudes in at least 100 dudes between both movies and you believe every second of it you believe yeah yeah. this asshole definitely killed all these assholes because he looks like he knows what he's fucking doing (laughs) and see that's the difference between
1: these two you get John Wick and especially John Wick 2 which is great Um, and they are directed by former stunt people who know how to do this and make it look awesome and have it be just this amazing shining point and then you get Iron Fist which is headed by just a really mediocre writer and you just get mediocre everything.
0: Mm. Yeah. All right. We're shitting on this show a bit too much. We should shine a little bit a little bit of light into it, shouldn't we? What can we look forward sure. to yeah. into the future?
1: Oh, in the future. Well, um not only is danny rand uh iron fist going to be back in the defenders he's going to be joined by uh colleen wing as well and i i don't know if madame Gao is going to show up but definitely claire temple oh yeah duh because because duh who i have to say she stuck out like a sore thumb in the show it's <laughs> like every everything she's had to say was just felt like negative bitching the whole time. Kind of like what we're doing, but still.
0: Well, she was the only one who had a foot in reality in this show. And that would have been greater if the show was weirder. Um, but like everyone was sort of dumb and then, and then like, but, but at the same time, like their, their reasons were when they, the characters actually started to do action was like, yes, yes. All right. Don't deter from that. Claire. Don't, don't convince them to not fight some assholes. (laughs) all right so guys don't you think we should no shh yeah quiet let us have this if they had already been fighting people and claire was like can we just stop thinking everything should be solved by punching um that would have been funny but because we were still waiting on a good fight scene we're like shut up claire let them get out of here get to something fun first before you start being judgy all right
1: also bring back those bear claws they are not yours That was a dick move.
0: (laughs) Um, Are you thinking... What character are you thinking of? um, It was Hogarth. Hogarth, of course. That's not even an Iron Fist character.
1: Comics, yes. TV, no.
0: Okay, sure.
1: Um, Yeah, so they'll be back for the eight-episode miniseries, which is coming to Netflix in mid to late August. Uh, Beyond that, I would not hold your breath for a... Second season of Iron Fist, just because the reviews have been so <clears throat> interesting, we shall say. But um, I actually wrote a, an article uh, shortly after the show came out called, you know, how Iron Fist can rebound after this. And one of the things I brought up was like, oh hey, everybody really liked Misty Knight from Luke Cage, and everybody really liked Colleen Wing from Iron Fist. So isn't now about a t- about time for a Daughters of the Dragon show. Yeah, that'd be dope. Are we thinking that's about time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean... uh, Marvel's already committed to doing second seasons for, well, basically all but this show, and um, has gone so far as to announce a new series for The Punisher based purely on popular demand, so
0: it's not like it can't happen. I don't know. Isn't, uh... Are they still got a couple slots that they're trying to fill for this too, um, or are they going to stick to four?
1: I honestly don't know at this okay. point. I
0: thought they were. Uh, I thought you, they were tossing around a Moon Knight possibility.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard about that. Obviously, Ghost Rider isn't going to oh. be a thing because he's now on Shield. Ages of Shield, um, and they, Inhumans is also one of the more white bread Marvel shows now too. So, well, um, let's
0: go to ABC and then. Yep. Um, Cloak and Dagger, I think, got Freeform. bought up and went to Freeform, which is going to be, uh, who's, uh, that's, like, an ABC version of, like, online viewing only? I think so. Let's okay. see here. I think it Freeform's, like, an A- like ABC's version of Netflix. Um, oh, okay. Because yeah. everybody's got one now. Because uh, I think, like, Cloak and Dagger went to ABC Family. Oh geez, and Freeform I think is blanketed under ABC Family. I could be a hundred percent wrong on that though. Uh,
1: um, series is produced by ABC Signature Studios and Marvel Television. So yeah, if if uh, Freeform isn't part of ABC, it's still the show is still being made by ABC.
0: So. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, there we go. So maybe Iron Fist in the future. Maybe an actual arc where he ends up fighting Davos and Madame Gao the whole time. Um or like one coherent villain would be nice. Uh, oh that'd I would be not, great too. I would not mind a second season, really, if you show if you like introduced Kunlun, Lun, you know, you showed Shao Lao. Like you actually put a, some cash into the kooky visual effects. Like have the iron fist have some aura about it. Like it's kinda oh, yeah. like I mean it's the early days, so maybe all he could do is really make the fist glow. And that's okay. And I could tell you whatever yeah you 're a little under budget, and that 's still kind of a cool effect, but then like it 's more so the fact of what happens when he uses it on something, so he blew a wall out in the first time, and that was kind of cool and then like nothing yeah. cool after that, like you actually right. have to punch someone and have them like like their innards just explode or something.
1: Um. Exactly. You're the mature-rated Netflix series.
0: You can do that. Yes, you can. He is. Little, he's known as the living weapon, the immortal iron fist. Like seriously, kill some dudes. It's okay. Like everybody should go through an arrow arc, where your first season you are just painfully brutal, and then you realize, wow, I should actually be a hero because kids need to learn. Um, but like that first season was pretty dope, and you keep keep going back to it if you want. It's still there. Oh yeah, uh, all of our subsequent seasons are kind of lame, but <laughs> that first season's still there. Yeah,
1: if Iron Fist gets more seasons, hopefully it would follow the opposite arc because I don't see anything getting too much worse than what they did right here. My hope for this is just that Defenders comes out, Petrie and Ramirez do a better job in establishing who iron fist is while he's having to share the screen time with the three other heroes set up that relationship with luke cage and the group for that matter you know have him be the kid of the group who's obviously a dopey little gullible foof or whatever and then if the time passes and they decide they want to do a second season of iron fist just Soft reboot. Get a showrunner who doesn't suck things, um, and then just you know, yeah, go for the kooky visuals. Go for an actual budget. Have fun with it. Do the origin. You know, embrace the character of this instead of making it just this completely bland gruel.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd like I'd like nine grain oat bread versus this stale white Kmart shit right now. All right, Italian
1: herbs and cheese. God damn it! <laughs> All
0: right, so that looks like it's going to wrap it up today. Super fan, Super Movie Studies is recorded and
1: produced. Period. Also, go rate us on iTunes because iTunes is great, and we're on iTunes, and that's great in itself. Five stars, please. <laughs> uh, Five stars only. The, only the the opposite of the show. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. It, this is this yes, is too much of a class. Right. Better episodes are coming. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> you only have to sit through us being dumb a little bit.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're always dumb. It's just but, now there's no Ben buffer to it. So. Uh,
0: I know, right? I kind of miss him. I made a food relation pun, and now I needed him. I need his approval for next week. So oh, when he God listens yeah. to this, he'll have to let me know when he's back on. Um, and we're also on Twitter at SuperMStudies. That's super, the letter M, studies, uh, whoa, Twitter oh, challenge oh. of the week. Who should be Iron Fist season two's showrunner?
1: Ooh, yes.
0: That's right. It can like, be anyone, dead or alive. It
1: can, it can be that meth head down the street from me who dances around with signs for the jewelry places. I don't care.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's probably got some creative shit in his brain right now. Oh yeah, he he once yelled at me because the disc for
1: the uh, Dance Dance Revolution game he wanted to buy had been stolen. Oh, not Dance Dance Revolution! He's He's fucking crazy. Which is what the show needs. Needs someone fucking crazy.
0: I want Gary Busey to showrun Iron Fist season two. Ooh, good, good, good. Or or Nick Nolte. Just like weird Ooh, actors that are trying to get into the creative sphere, Ooh, or even even better yet, Lake Bell, and she completely focuses on Colleen Wing instead. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Surprise! It's a uh, it's a revisionist Iron Fist. Yes, like it's called Iron Should... Fist simply because we have to attract the male viewership, but really the show is all about Colleen Wing.
1: Bam, Lena Dunham, and everything's just annoying.
0: I don't need that. No, it's okay. I'll leave that to have somebody else. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Judd Apatow. Iron oh. Fist. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that would be funny. That would be hilarious. Like, Iron Fist somehow turns into, like, high school college antics. I, I, oh, because they just show his time at Kun That's it. <laughs> and it's just, it's not even starring Finn Jones, because it's just a younger version of himself. Oh, that'd be great.
1: No, it, it, it's starring Seth Rogen, who's like, 20 years older and just like what happened to you you let yourself go <laughs> i'm the iron fist
0: all right uh that'll do it today i'm your host michael mauer james Keller you know i've been and no one else anderson <laughs> and i hope you all there have a super week G power up charge iron like why doesn't he say iron fist every time he punches something (laughs) that would be great oh video games are to be made No giving up, no giving in We're match fit, we're here to win For those who don't know, but i film filming, information, information We're the out here, no limitation All around the world, no immigration And we get it in without any invitation Sound travels in the ground shakes And our society has got us on the wild chase And the movie can in 60 seconds with the
1: loud bass We're moving at our
0: pace yeah. He's saying stuff, the boy linked up with sweet and stuff C8 so to the UK and stuff We got them all on the floor like a praying mug Off the temple, what's the tempo? Cut from the same club, but we do it the
1: And we ain't gonna wait for no invitation before we get involved See, i never been a surfer, but i on the sound wave, all over the earth We can make the crowd shit, ever since birth, the there was words on the ground We just wanted to rap and make the crowd say we got information,
0: information We're the realists out here, no imitation, been all around the world, no immigration And we get it in without an invitation now. <laughs>
1: I'm